Does it seem like most podcasts are more commercial than content? Gotta make that chatter, man. We give you the full podcast experience. We're broke as f- over here. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Live from the TMB Studios, you are locked in to the Chris Dickens Experience. What's going on, World Wide Web? It's Chris Dickens, and yes, you are listening to the Chris Dickens Experience. No, this is not a podcast about me in general, but this is a podcast where individuals come on and ask me questions about anything and everything that they want my opinions on, and we get into discussions on it. We have had a couple episodes. We had episodes with L.A. Smooth. We also talked with IWE's Josh Fields, and that one was a fun episode. No, I have still not watched Tiger King, nor do I give a crap about it, but I hate every Karen in the world. But this week is going to be special because this week I'm actually in the driver's seat, and the person that's the guest is usually the one who's in the driver's seat while I'm in the passenger seat as the co-host. This week, technically, because the way this show falls, he is the host. So, I just put my foot in my mouth, but I don't care. It's my show. I'll do what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. I am talking about the one, the only. Yes, thank you, God, for that. I can say that here because it's my show, Caleb Stovall, ladies and gentlemen. He is on the podcast. Caleb, what is going on with you today, sir? Uh, first question, did, did, did it hurt you to say all of that? Like, a little bit. Like, like it seemed like <laughs> you were struggling on that one. <laughs> a tiny little bit. Uh, well, what's going on, everyone? It is me, Caleb Stovall, here. No, I do not get to say uh, with SWM, but yes, I am the host of the Stovall Wrestling Network, and I also have... Another podcast that's coming here right. in TNB uh, Studios, Chris. Yes, he has a brand new podcast coming up, and uh, we will be discussing that later on in the program. Uh, we will be giving that the uh, proper airtime it needs to uh, be fully advertised on here. But today, yes. we are here to allow you to do something that you really you technically get to do on SWN, but not in this aspect. On SWN... You get to talk to me and discuss with me professional wrestling. Of course. Here on the Chris Dickens Experience, you get to ask me questions and discuss with me on anything you want. So, without further ado, we don't need all these fancy-smancy introductions. We don't need any of that. Folks, we're going to get right down into the nitty-gritty. I'm passing it over to Caleb, and he's going to go ahead and throw out his questions, and we're going to get the ball running. So, Caleb... The court is yours. The ball's in your hands. Go ahead and take the shot. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess speaking of uh, taking uh, uh, a shot here, um, it was uh, announced by the NHL that they are going to return to um, to active play here. And just I, I'm not sure exactly if it's like a month from now or so, but they're going straight into the playoffs basically, and it's wow. like. It's like if you had a losing record already in the regular season um, beforehand, 
then like uh, you're not going into the you're playoffs screwed. kind of thing. <laughs> but they're having like like it's almost like an NFL style um, thing, I guess. But w- what do you think, Chris, of like the NHL returning? Because you know what I'm, you know what I'm gonna say. Oh. I'm excited either way because. God knows we need sports. Like, I need yeah, it right God now. God knows we need sports, just like this guy needs me to say this because I haven't said it in almost two years. Oh, my We're gonna God. We're going to have the return of hockey! I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, If you are following us during the time of shooting a... I had to do it. Um, we talked a lot about hockey, and we talked a lot about his favorite team, the, the Las Vegas. Well, technically, it's not the loss. It's it's, it's just, just the Vegas, it's, it's just Golden, the Vegas Knights. Golden Knights. I always had to put the bad. Las Vegas, but it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, we followed their uh, first season. Well, yeah, and, and 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 that's the reason that we did it was it was because like you know it because. I recognized it at the beginning of the season. I said, "I said, look, there's something different about this team. There there's was something. There's so- First of all, it had to do with the big tragedy. Let's, yeah, let, let, let's just be honest. Yeah, like you know, the, the shooting out in Vegas, right? Um, that was really tragic. Uh, and and the Vegas Golden Knights, it was a brand new expansion hockey team coming together, and they were there for the city. Yeah, and the city. It was also the United. first time. It was also the first time that the NHL had ever done uh, an NHL expansion draft. Yeah, they had never done that before. Always, you know, the traditional thing when you do a team is you're supposed to, like, if you build a team from scratch in a brand new city, kind of thing. You have to, you know, get all these players from the minor leagues mm-hmm. or something like that, or blah blah blah, or all this. And that's just the general. That's just the general thing. And usually that team sucks. And it's not because of the talent that's on that team, but it's because you're going up against, you know, these guys, seasoned veterans, exactly, experienced players. Like the Thrashers were terrible their first few years. But you know, we followed this team. We followed them all the way to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Now listen to that, guys. This team was an expansion. I called it. He called it. He did. From from the jump, this was an expansion team that was put together during the season, and they went from being a team that never existed to a team that captured the hearts of not only the city they're from, but the hearts of every NHL fan. Think about that. Now, I never watched hockey before this. I watched it. I watched the Stanley Cup playoffs. I watched the Stanley Cup final. I was sitting Some in the middle. Too, yeah, right? I was sitting playoffs. in the middle of my friend's bar drinking, and told him, "Put it on hockey." You don't watch hockey. Fuck you. I watch hockey. Put it on <laughs> hockey. I'm watching the Golden Knights. Who? The Golden Knights. Who? Turn the fucking thing on. Watch the Golden Knights. And I converted my friends to hockey watching. Well, that's awesome. So, but to have it come back and to go I didn't to, know that. That's yeah. awesome. I was messaging you that night. I was like, Golden Knights are up. And then they started, you know, they. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm drinking. <laughs> I know. I was just like, damn it. <laughs> he was like, damn it. I'm like, I'm drunk. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, come up here and drink with me. I got to work tomorrow. Well, 
fuck, so do I. I know. Oh, wait, I'm on vacation. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, but to, to have that news come out and to, you know, to hear that hockey's coming back yeah. in less than a month and we're going right into the finals, that's huge. That is yeah. unprecedented and that's historic. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. I'm definitely going to be watching that. I know you will be. And I, God, I wish there was a platform we could talk about hockey some more. But, you know, <laughs> hey, um, you never know. You never know. Something might come along. I mean, we do have Chatter City. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad to see it come back. And, uh, honestly, uh, I don't think anybody can catch COVID-19 on the ice, uh, especially well, with all the protective know, gear but... they got to wear. Well, so. okay, but but here's the thing now. You know, how's the crowd going to work? Well, I mean, if WWE could put their talent behind a plexiglass wall and say it's safe, I'm pretty sure that the fans could get behind a plexiglass wall. Yeah, but we're not going to have, like, the cool, you know, feel of the arenas. <sighs> the, 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 I don't know. That That's what I worry about. It could about. be a precautionary thing. They may not have to do the social distancing. They may be required to wear a protective mask. And that, that's something that I'm looking at, you know – if as long as they're wearing protective face, if you can have a hundred thousand people in a fucking Walmart, with or without masks, why can't you fill up a hockey arena? That yeah, that's a so good, so. That's a very good point. NHL, if you're listening, anybody who's listening, if we're wall to wall asses in Walmart, then I mean asses. <laughs> when I say that, there's I could barely squeeze down an aisle with some without some fat chick going, excuse me. <laughs> so. If that's the case, then that is fine. And the only thing Walmart's doing is having one-way aisles that nobody follows and, you know, suggesting that we wear a mask, even though people are walking around farting and coughing all over the place. <laughs> Why can't we have it in a hockey arena behind a plexiglass wall? Just put on a face mask, folks. Everything will be fine. Nothing to see here. Yeah. You know, everything will be great. Stop taking everything away from us. Anyway. I know for real. I, I like like I, that, that's just what I hate. You know the the NFL. We know they're gonna come back. Of we, course, we, we know they're gonna do something. But college football now. I don't know if we're gonna have that because the the thing is, is students might not be allowed on campus. This uh, is very this, year. this is very true. And um, so if you can't allow them on campus, what makes you think that we can allow them playing contact sports Well, for the school? Here's the thing, and um, I don't know how exactly they would go about it. it would probably be so much revenue lost. Uh, yeah, because that's a lot of money that gets comes Especially into schools. Especially Georgia, good God. Yeah, you're my. talking about like endorsements and merchandise and... Ticket sales and, just in general, a lot of revenue loss if they don't do that. They're not yeah. going to do that. You've got to be fucking stupid. You've got to be stupid. And I don't know what that was, but you know what? My bad. It was an interruption, and and that's all it was. We're going to call it. It's just like just like when WGN was interrupted by that guy back in the 80s. We're going to say that was hit here. Uh, somebody tried to interrupt Stoveball Wrestling Network one time. Uh, it was actually a fart. We got that. But this was um, – <laughs> we're going to say this was Caleb Kitchens trying to get back at me. All um, right. <laughs> <laughs> an Evolve review was coming in to do an Evolve review of the Chris Diggins experience, <laughs> and it didn't work. Uh, anyway, love you, Caleb <laughs> Kitchens. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You got off the rails. Um, but anyway, I don't think they're going to give up. Must have been on his way to Harlem. <laughs> 
Oh, man. That's funny. Um, Maybe he was going for a swim in Hancock's pool. And yeah. George Thompson. Well, that's a nice pool, too. Um, But back on the subject. Yeah, but I can't wear... Okay. <laughs> God, Jesus, this was oh, going off. Like, definitively, <laughs> instead of going on track talking about college sports and how I feel like they're not going to give up that revenue. No, we Kitchens, turned into the man show. We, we turned into the man show. We threw Caleb Kitchens in there somehow, and Stovall grabbed the wheel and said, nope, and rode us right off the cliff. Um, <laughs> but that's okay, though, because uh, I have my parachute. Um... Uh, uh, not no, excuse me, not parachute, parachute. Uh, because it worth the crap. If I ever fall out of an airplane, if I ever go skydiving, folks, I it'll be the last time that'll happen. Nobody will rescue me because even the guy who's going to be doing the skydiving is going to be like, "What's your name, Chris Dickens? Wait a minute, take this one. This is a special one." And it's gonna look like a cartoon. I'm gonna open up forks, knives, plates, and napkins are gonna fly out, and I'm I'm gonna know right then. Somebody let my name out and hit the fucking ground. Anyway, folks, so that college football thing. That college football thing. <laughs> I don't feel like they're gonna give up that revenue. Um, you know, online classes and everything. That's one thing. You're still gonna be taking tuition from your students. They're still going to have to pay for these classes. Yeah. But you cannot replace the revenue that comes from college sports, especially college football. So there's going to be they, – they may not have fans there. They may still play and, and still air it on TV because the stations are paying for these games to be shown on their networks. And you're still going to be selling merchandise. And, and here's another thing. Um, you, with the, the advent of the digital streaming, who's to say that – we even air it on a network television that they don't have you pay to stream these games well, they live. Gonna, they, no, they, they have to air it on Fox well, and Well, I mean, stuff like they, they do, but they you've have got, contracts with You've those. got so many games. Who's to say that, oh, you want to see this game? Okay, well, check out the, uh, you know, the SEC app, and you can pull up any game you want on any given time. And watch it on any Saturday. You know? That is what I do a lot. So. You know, so that's the thing is there's going to be a way around it. They're going to find a way around it. Uh, college football, college sports in general is not going to go away just because they're not allowing the students back on campus. Right. They're going to have that revenue come in because, trust me, deans of these schools are greedy as fuck. And they want their money, so they're going to get their money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, right. I, 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 I can see that kind of thing. Um, you know, here's here's my thing, though, with, with the COVID thing. Um, like, I want to see, you know, uh, arenas packed again. I want to see, you know, that for sports and, and, and stuff like that. But what I really want to see that for is music. Like, I miss going to concerts. I was supposed to go with um, Mr. Chattersini himself to uh, see uh, Slipknot. We, yeah. uh, we were supposed to go to Knot Fest and see, uh, to listen to this lineup. Slipknot, A Day to Remember, Under Oath, and Code Orange. Jesus Christ, you would come back home bruised from all the mosh pits that you would have been in. Oh, dude, I, yeah, and dude, that's a lineup that, like, I'm just like, holy shit, like, y'all, it, it's one of those, it's one of those lineups when I looked at it, I was just like, this is a lineup I have been waiting for yes. for so long, because it's a lineup 
that I love every single band on that yes, show. Yes, and, and if you've ever met Caleb Stovall in person, he would not strike you as the type of person that would be in the middle of a mosh pit throwing bows and punches and headbanging like a bitch. Um, but yes, this he is found Caleb that out, Stovall. I found that out the hard way at Tech 9 when this dude shoved the other guy out of a mosh pit into another mosh pit and looked back at me and said, What? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then proceeded to recite every Tech Nine lyric on the hardest fucking song. Joe Rogan is trying to take over my podcast. I didn't mean to Joe do Rogan, that. I'm on Spotify too, so kiss my ass, okay? My damn phone sense. You suck, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan is going to hear this and be like, who the fuck is this no-name bastard He's that's telling me I suck? Well, you are not successful. Oh, oh wow. Oh, okay, oh, then. I'm just Ouch. Well, now, SWN will now be featured. Uh, Dirty so- comedy, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, that lineup would have been the hardest-hitting lineup ever, number one. Number two, I would have uh, envied you since you turned me on to that type of music, and that's. I would have actually told you to go because I was wanting to take a group with me. That was like, that's one of those concerts where it's like, no, I want a group of people right. that I love to like enjoy this as much as I do. Like, so that like, way we can start like, our own mosh pit, and he could actually get away with beating the fuck out of me. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Every single one of them, from him down to Blake Collins and whoever else wanted to join in, talking about something. You didn't air it on time. Oh, you fucking ain't aired my episodes yet. Remember this episode? Mm. Remember when you called to reschedule this? Yeah. Remember when you rescheduled that recording? Remember when you rescheduled it literally as I was on the way? (laughs) (laughs) I would have come back and this would have been a completely different podcast. We're going to be talking about the Chris Dickens experience live from the ER. (laughs) Hospitals are known for. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But um, you were talking about concerts. Yeah, man, because that's what I'm really wondering. You know, I'm seeing like I saw so many tours that I wanted to go to and so many bands that I love like get hit. Yeah, they got hit hard, but. In fact, I'll tell you something Code Orange did that I get your thoughts on. So Code Orange, this was literally right when the pandemic struck, basically. Um, they they had to cancel their tour and shit like that. And they were supposed to play a CD release tour. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be this big show in Pittsburgh. Their home, I think it's their hometown. Yeah. Um, and uh, th- they were going to play at this theater and uh, they obviously didn't get to play in it. So what they did was is they streamed it live on Twitch. Yes. Which was almost a better thing because they got more recognition for it. Right. And, and I've saw that with a lot of these concerts nowadays uh, after the pandemic hit is they're going to the streaming platform. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think now like – Bands will see, hey, wait a minute, we should stream at least one show from every tour on, like, Twitch or something like that. If they were smart, after this pandemic lifts and we go back to a semi-normal state, we're never going to be the same again, folks. Let's just put it that way. China was never the same after the flu hit them. Uh, 
we're not going to be the same after this. And I'm talking about the original flu back in way back in the heyday um, with China, not this COVID-19. But when we get back to a semi-normal state and we're able to have concerts again, that would be a smart business practice uh, to stream one show live so you can get the feel of what a concert would feel like. Um, but to to your justification, a streamed concert is nothing. And I can say this from experience, nothing like being there in person with a group of people who love the same music you love, rock out to the same shit you rock out to, and are enjoying the energy coming from the band on the stage or the artist on the stage because you don't get that feeling through a screen. And I, I, I agree completely with that, especially like my love of concerts and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but to, to your point, then what you do with that is is you take like, – like the tour goes on. Right. And you don't stream anything from it until the tour ends, and then you just take one show that you did, you know, kind of thing. Well, it takes the practice of what bands have been doing for years before the advent of streaming and the online content. They would film one concert, and they would sell it as a DVD. Yeah. Or they would package it in with their next CD uh, as a buy-in bonus. Yeah. So – with streaming now, you have the ability to stream and the a concert. Fact that no one does DVDs really anymore. Nobody DVDs does. are becoming like VHS. DVDs are the way of VHS, just like music CDs are gone, and in place of and it is Spotify. streaming audio, or you're downloading MP3s straight off of Apple, iTunes, or Google, or wherever. Right. Uh, our our content is delivered to us very differently these days, um, especially with movies uh, the same way. We're getting digital releases now instead of it going to the theaters, and theaters are now almost pretty much obsolete. In a matter of a few months, movie theaters went from being all the rage to dwindling down to now they are absolutely nothing to the point to where the one that's local to us, Evans 14 Cinema, right across the street from the TMB Studios, is now closed permanently. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't even know that it was closed permanently. But that yes. was because you have that fucking um, uh, Riverwatch Cinemas, which even I said, I'm not going to any theater and even, unless even it's them, Riverwatch Even Cinema. them. Even them right now is not even doing business in our that is unless you're a, that, that is unless you are a comic book movie. If you are a Marvel movie, you sell that motherfucker out. It doesn't matter what you are. Right. If it has Marvel on it, it's selling out. But, you know, with the wake of COVID and everybody scrambling to figure out a well, yeah, means to true. justify, they could sell out, but it would be like every two seats you would be able to sit somebody. Jesus Christ. Because of six-foot distancing. It wouldn't even be like... I work at Cracker Barrel, and we can only sit 96 people in our dining room because of the social distancing guidelines, which are stupid. And even our guests are saying that's stupid. There's nothing we can do about it because, you know, our great governor, who happened to be right across the street from us a couple days ago at Evans High School, uh, put that mandate in place. And um, now he wants to invite Donald Trump down to Georgia. Tell someone to get off his porch in that (laughs) statement like he did his own ad? Probably. 
Get off my porch. I should have walked over there and be like, get he off my... He literally pointed a shotgun at the dude <laughs> in the ad, and all of Georgia went, yes, we can trust that guy. I should have walked over across the street, because he was at the gymnasium three days ago, and be like, I wasn't on your porch, but could you get out of my backyard? Oh, God. And open the damn state back up! Anyway, um, but back to the concert thing. I would love nothing more than to have live concerts come back. Uh, But it seems like now, and and it saddens me to say it, concert streaming is now going to be the thing. They are going to find a venue that they can play in. They may have a few people out in the crowd, but they're going to be playing a concert, and we are going to pay for it. We're going to pay a streaming fee either on YouTube or on Twitch or something to watch a live concert now. And it will cost more than the price of a fucking ticket. Because you've got to think of how much money they've got to spend just for the equipment to stream, uh, the venue to set up, and they've got to recoup all that money back. Well, you know, to your point there, see, not fest just turned its website basically into a streaming thing. Like, so, uh, you know, they can't do it on stage right now, so they had co- uh, streaming concerts that were done, you know, before COVID-19, obviously. But right. it's of Slipknot, Under Oath, and um, Code Orange. So Code Orange, they played the empty uh, uh, venue show that they did. And they played a show that Under Oath did on their reuniting tour, and then they played a Slipknot uh, uh, tour. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and here's the other thing is um, I've seen – I love so, watching bands perform, though. Yeah, but and I've also seen these streaming concerts of individual band members from home. Yeah, I've seen that. And I just look and I'm like, okay, that's unique. But I can name every YouTuber that did it by themselves way before you did well, of course. <laughs> um, but but it's just giving it, people a little entertainment. It's giving people entertainment. Right it's giving this. Literally, and that. there was a, that was what that that was what I thought was the dumbest thing about this pandemic was is they're telling us to stay home and shit like that, and there's literally nothing on. Right. Like normally, there would be something on. There would be sports. There would be brand new TV shows. There would be all of this nothing. There's Jimmy Kimmel live from home. I mean, I mean. <laughs> That was a joke. Yeah, I know. So is Wendy Williams. Oh! Oh! How you doing? Fuck you, fucks. (laughs) Anyway. Wow, there's no sour grapes Hey, Fox. (gasps) I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, the Chris Dickens experience is not responsible for anything guests say or do on the subject matter in the podcast. TMB Studios will not be held liable for anything said or done on this podcast. Hey, Fox. Fuck you. There's no sour grapes there, is there? I'm just joking. Anyways. Huh. I don't even know what I was talking this about. This brought to you by should, Sabu. Should, should we take a <laughs> Uh, brought to you by Katie Vick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh, get to the next. Get to the next. Question. Should we take a commercial break? Yeah. Here? 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. More questions coming up right now. Right after this, guys. Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to TMB Studios. I am Christian Fury, a.k.a. Jay Garganis, and I am a host of the brand new series, WLW. We love wrestling with my co-host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard, as heard on The Shootout. We're going to get things fired up here real soon, so stay tuned. Be ready, because we love wrestling. sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. And we are back from that commercial break. He's on the scene. We're here with Caleb Stovall. And uh, when we left off, he was getting ready to ask another question, but Katie Vick intervened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... uh, No, we are back live and... um, I think Caleb told me during the commercial break that he's actually got some more questions in mind. Everything has been triggered. Um, I don't know if that's the right podcast for this, but uh, we'll go ahead and roll with it. So, Mr. Stovall, the microphone is yours again. Well, it's not what you think it is if, if, if you're saying that, like, it's nothing about wrestling or anything like that. Thank you, God. No, it is not. <laughs> It, it it it's not. I swear. Actually, um, no. It's about I wrong. Actually, wait. That doesn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyways, um, uh, no. I, I was actually gonna ask you about one uh, about a stand up comedian. Okay. Um, that uh, I have been really getting into lately. Um, I, I did not realize how funny he was, which is one Kevin Hart. Little short man. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Uh, seriously, one of the funniest stand-up comedies I've, I've, ever, I've ever seen in my life. Um, it ranks like his stuff ranks up there with Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, uh, the original Kings of Comedy, Jerry Seinfeld, Wanda Sykes. I could go on forever with comedians, but my question is: is like so he got in a bad car accident. You saw that, right? right? He almost. He came he almost near died. close to death. Yes. Yeah, and he definitely came close to being paralyzed. Um, but uh, you know, before that, he was you know he, he had the the Oscar situation and everything like that. He had the situation with his wife. He even made a whole Netflix series out of it called uh, Kevin Hart. Don't fuck this up. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it shows him in, in, in very real life situations and stuff like that. Um, you know, I guess my question is, is, uh, do you think he'll come back stronger than ever in the stand up comedy world? Like, do you, like, do you think that he'll, cause yeah, remember he was doing arenas. Yes. And I, I mean, he's the only comedian in history to sell out a stadium. He sold out the Philadelphia um, football stadium. Yes. MetLife. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't think it's MetLife, but so. Well, everybody's humble. Everybody gets humbled. And that was Kevin Hart's humbling moment. Right. Um, because he felt untouchable. Let's just put it like that. And, and you can see it. He's um, always been a humble kind of guy. He has. Even before that. Yeah. I think it was more some of the. 
some of the other comedians that were calling him out, thinking that like he thought uh, that they thought he was thought, bigger than he was. Yeah, but then they realized that oh wait a minute, he is bigger than he is. Yeah. Like like he's he's fucking. I huge. I used to watch Kevin Hart on uh when he when he started on Wild and Out. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers that. I did that not far know back. that he started out there. He was on Wild and Out. Like um, he was one of the he was one of the regulars contestants on Wild and Out. I did not know that. Uh, season four, I believe. Um, but yeah, he was on Wild and Out, and and when Wild and Out came back, he was one of the backers of Wild and Out when it came back. He was right there with Nick Cannon, and um. I watched that, and then, you know, he, he started doing the movies with The Rocks. Uh, Central Intelligence was where they first uh, did a movie together. Yeah, but and they have amazing chemistry. They have amazing chemistry. Did you see the Vine that they did separately? They were on set, and the police were caught. Shut yes. the fuck up. You're in my Vine. Get the fuck back. That was hilarious. And then, you know, they, they got... I'm saying, dude, seriously, I don't think that there is anything that I have not seen Kevin Hart do funny. Yeah, like, Kevin like, Hart is funny man. He is hilarious. I, I did not realize it. And I'm just, like, when I saw his stand-up, I was just like, all right, when he, you know, w when they allow stand-up comedy and when he goes on tour and he comes to Atlanta or anywhere near here, Georgia, I've got to go see him live. I agree. It's just... Right now, the situation, and we keep going back to this situation with the pandemic, is it's shitty. But when it comes yeah. down to, you can't take stand-up out of a comedian. One way, shape, or form, they're going to find their way back. I mean, we, we talked about, you know, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He found his way back to wrestling after making it as a mega movie star. Even if it's just for one night only, you always find your way back to what you got your start with. Oh, of course. I mean, I think he's definitely going to, like, he's going to even make a joke about his accident. Probably. Oh, of course. Because that's what he does. He, he's, he does real life stuff. He has this certain style to him. And uh, I just, I admire it so much. And, and, and I think he is literally one of the funniest dudes I have seen in years uh, up on stage. And th there's been a lot of, uh, of, of, of people in, in stand-up comedy. You know, Eddie Murphy is uh, was supposed to make a comeback. He was supposed to start to, and I I already said to myself, I said I said, all right, well, then the minute he comes to Atlanta, I'm yeah. fucking going to Eddie that Murphy. Show. Uh, one of the first stand up comedies I seen with Eddie Murphy uh, was on a VHS tape, and I don't know if you've ever seen it uh, called Delirious. Oh, where he's in my the red jumpsuit. Oh my god, um, one of the funniest. It's the fight game. You play it one day, son. <laughs> Ice cream! Ice cream! I you dropped your... <laughs> you dropped your ice cream. You dropped your ice cream. I got some ice cream. I got some ice cream. You don't got any. You don't got... You dropped your ice cream. You dropped your... Oh, my God. This is hilarious. to the bitch. He said, hello. I said, this is my wife. She said, Goonie Goo Goo. <laughs> If a man, people are mad at me about about Stevie Wonder, and and it's not like like I'm just like I'm just like Stevie, shut the fuck up, man. Like 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 you really want to impress me? Here, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. My my mom outside the house talking about some. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
All right, let's go. <laughs> Funniest shit I've ever seen, and he's wearing a tight fucking red latex suit. He uh, definitely won't be wearing that. No, time. hell no. If he does wear that, I'm going to be like, Eddie, um... Actually, I still will think compl- it's funny. We'll think it's funny, but like, Eddie, you having a complex, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Your balls look like they uh kind of tighten. <laughs> But I don't no, know, dude. Eddie like, Murphy's like, always been like one of the top comedians, uh, and I, I hold him up there with Chris Rock. Oh no, uh, they, they, they hold you know, like everyone holds him in high esteem, dude. He is one of yeah. the, he's one of the biggest comedians of all time. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, but Chris Rock is also another funny one too. Um, oh, I love Chris. You Rock. know, um, but I, I do believe uh, that Kevin Hart will find his way back to the stage. Uh, and when he does, if he do go to Atlanta, we will be there. I said we. We will be there. I will be there, and I will be this ready. This motherfucker too. never said we. He said I. Did you hear this shit? We I said be, we. Okay. He said we, I. He segregated will. me from this because he believes I don't want to see Kevin Hart, motherfucker. He's okay. gonna take. He's gonna take MJ Hall probably. <laughs> it's like he did to ROH. Forever. I know. No, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, he'll he'll and plus he'll yeah, take blank because he likes that Ed and Eddie. I took her to ROH because somebody had to work. <laughs> How else does this damn podcast air? Um, you yeah, believe what I told you? I told you a month out. Yeah, and I tried to put it in there like nope. Jesus. All right. Yeah, then, so they're like, you got to work, buddy. I, I just, dude, like, because I, I miss stand-up comedy. I, like, I've, 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 I've come to realize, like, watching Kevin Hart, and then, like, I went and I watched him, and I watched Dave Chappelle again. Oh, my God, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. When he comes to Atlanta, I'm going to see him. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the blue-collar guys. I wouldn't mind. So I do. I, I love. your sign. I dude, I love Billy Ball. <laughs> Billy Ball's hilarious. I I love like I loved uh the blue collar comedy tour, both albums, and I loved the, the um, 3D I love their separate ones though. Like I loved uh I like Larry the Cable. Larry guy. Larry the Cable guy is. I saw him live too when he came here to the Bell Auditorium. Yeah, he is funny, and it's funny is that that's not his real personality. But you would believe that this motherfucker. But that's the genius behind this it. This motherfucker is the biggest redneck some bitch on the face of the planet. Um, but he's funny. He is a he redneck. Bill Ingram, uh, Jeff he, Foxworthy is one of the most redneck comedic geniuses on the planet. You might be a redneck. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, who was the other one? Um, Ron, Ron White. White. And now he's, he's, he's the one I think is actually the funniest, though, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. More so than even Jeff Foxworthy. Like, his comedy, his comedy is definitely more dirty, though. Yeah, it is a lot more dirty. And he looks like a dirty old man. That's <laughs> so just fits the mold yeah, perfectly. Yeah, but, dude, he is fucking hilarious. He is. And I can, like, I saw him, too, at the Bell Auditorium. That shit, oh my god, I was on the floor laughing. He's so, he's so funny, like... I I hope that stand-up comedy can come back still to its, you know, um, I guess where, you know, wherever it can be and stuff yeah. like that. Like, like I, I, I hope that, you know, it, all of this doesn't affect stand-up comedy. Like, I don't think it will, but here's the thing about Augusta, um, and, and it's sad that stand-up well, comedy... Well, I'm not talking about Augusta. Well, I'm, I'm just saying about, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to Atlanta, you, you find comedy clubs all over the place. And and 
I don't think COVID's going to affect that. You're always going to have people who are only going to go out. Especially and, when it's a bar. And yeah, exactly. Um, so when things get back to normal-ish, we will have our comedy again. There will be you know big comedy tours and stuff like that. Will it be the same? Uh, well, it's a guy standing on a stage talking to some people. It might not be a huge crowd. It might be some distancing or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But it's always going to revolve around the comedian talking to the audience. Um, but like here in Augusta, we used to have a comedy club we many still moons do. ago. Where at? Because the, the original comedy club is no longer there. We apparently have one up. Uh- I know someone when I used to work at that other place. Um, when I when I worked there, someone told me about um, a comedy place here. So um, it's got to be downtown, and obviously, it's not the same as like the little white building I remember that was labeled that's all the Washington Comedy Road. Club. Um, yeah, it was on Washington. Yeah, Road. Yeah, it was on Washington Road. It was called the Comedy Club. I remember yeah. it playing as day. Um, there was one there. There was one in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. I'm as sure well. there's some open mics though. Somewhere oh yeah, of here. course. But well, you know, Dave Chappelle came here. Like he came here so randomly one time. I I wasn't able to like get off in time to see him or something like that. Like like I was I was pissed. I was like I was like, damn it! Like he just came randomly one time. I just know that. Like yeah, he just out of the blue said, "I'm gonna go to Augusta and do a comedy show." Well, that's Dave Chappelle. For yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I, I can't wait to, you know, see more of that uh, and, and stuff like that. All right. So we touched comedy. We've touched music. Um, we've talked about sports. Well, you know, and here's, here's the thing. We could go back to, you know, uh, music for a minute because I've noticed this now. Some bands... That started to go a little bit soft, like who were metalcore bands or hardcore bands and stuff like that, have seemingly started to go a little bit more heavier, some of them. Ask Alexandria, haven't they? pussies. <laughs> Anyways, but... You ain't never gonna let them live that No, shit, I'm man. not. Because they're fucking the biggest posers. They are like... They are... To me... They are like, um, oh my god, I was trying to think of that band that was like the biggest poser band I ever saw. Um, Sun 41? No, Sub 41 changed, you know, punk and pop punk, you know, ushered in pop punk, which I have no problems with because I love pop punk. So, I don't know, but it seems like a a lot of bands are going a little bit more heavy, and is that because everyone's angry right now? Well, it could be the case, but also at the same time, with everything going on, and you can even look at this, uh, a lot of business models, when this uh, pandemic hit, uh, you started to see the cracks within the walls, and then you were uh, like, bands were probably released from their contracts, and they were free to do as they wish. Mm-hmm. They already had the following, so you capitalize on your following. They don't need a record company anymore with uh, online. And- Some of them don't like. Okay, so a lot of them. Um, our last night, you know that band? Yes. All right, so they are a completely independent band now. Yeah. They do not they are not owned by a label. They put out their own shit now. And they said that they are no longer really going to do CDs uh per se, or not not albums, like, full yeah, albums. Yeah, full length albums. So they probably do LPs they're, and EPs. Yeah, something yeah, more EPs like like they're going to do like six or seven songs basically. And see that's just the, that's the beauty of uh, where we are now as a society. 
Uh, you don't need huge record labels to get yourself out there. If you want to put in the work. Yeah. And, and some people still do. I mean, it still takes a lot to, you know, do. Like, okay, Attila. You know Attila. Yes, I know Attila. Right? So they are, uh, well, first of all, Franz owns uh, Stay Sick Records. Right. Um, mm. Which was um, Epitaph Records, I think, is what they were originally or something like that. Yeah, something I like that. I can't remember that. But it's basically one of the biggest hardcore labels um, right. in the world. And Attila doesn't even, you know, put their stuff out through that kind of thing. Like, like, like they have they have their own avenue and yeah. stuff like that. Well, that's the thing is, you know, and I have saw this with a lot of business models. They lay it off what they think is underperforming right. or uh, underutilized, so they let them go. And they don't realize what they got till it's gone, and the person who's being the, the the product, the brand, whatever you want to call it, the artist, they realize what they have, they realize what they got, so they utilize that to their advantage, and they have a means of distributing through online sources, Spotify, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. But it's not you just it. their music, because you know. I think every artist will tell you they don't make a dime off their music anymore. No. It's it's not just that, but it's also like endorsement deals. Um uh -huh. you know, like uh uh the guitar you, you know, their own signature guitars, their own this and that. Um how about a, here's a band. And I, I never knew, like you remember I showed you this band and I turned you on to them. You remember that band Periphery? Yes, Periphery. I do remember that very well. Right. So they are they have their own label now. It's called 3 Dot Recordings and they released Periphery 4. Wow. Um uh, Hail Stan is now, what I've it's called. I definitely got to listen to that. I didn't know that. So yes, I've got, yes. Uh, In fact, the opening track is 15 minutes long. Woo! I'm not joking. Hello. It's, it's, it's legit. That lets you know right long. there it's not a regular old uh No, they do not make, they do not make your your typical cookie cutter bullshit. They, they, they play their instruments, basically. Yep. Um, but yeah, they have their own label now. And they they put out so they left Sumerian basically. Okay. And they have been named one of the smartest, uh, like probably one of the smartest bands in metal right now because they have all of this extra income that does not come that they basically don't have to just rely on touring. Right. So and, and that's where you know if you utilize everything that you have available to you. You don't have to rely on tours, and you don't have to rely on your music. You just rely on your brand. Hell, your a day to remember released their they released um, Bad Vibrations on their own because they didn't want any record label tampering with it or anything like that. Right. So like they they called it ADTR Records. So people thought that was how they were going to do stuff, and that was how they were doing stuff. But then. They announced that they signed to a Fueled by Raymond, which is Fallout Boy and shit like right. that. Um, which, I, I mean, I'm okay with because it sounds like there's still going to be a day to remember and shit like yeah. that. So I'm, a, I'm okay with that. But I just think, like, like there is this new... There's this new way that music is going to start coming out now. I mean, people are... Bands and artists are still going to do full-length albums because they want to. It's just, you know, I think they just love having the catalog with it. But, like, Our Last Night said basically, like, 
Like, they're like every, you know, artist dogs on Spotify for this and that, but they're just like, we love Spotify because, you know, it, our it's stuff. It's creative freedom. It's creative freedom. But here's the thing, you know, because they do a bunch of covers. We all right. know this, right? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, well, here's why we do that. One, it's fun. And then two, it, it does work in a business sense because if we cover a Katy Perry song, guess guess where our uh, single shows up in someone's playlist? A Katy Perry. Because they're like, if you click on Katy Perry, basically to listen to, you know, Katy Perry radio on Spotify, say, uh-huh. um, their song will come up because it's her song and because it's it's like her song. Yeah. So it, it's actually smart to perform a cover and then you reach well, that other audience. Well, not necessarily even that, but it's just it's it's good to create content. Okay, okay. So this will this will jump right into one uh, 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 one that I've been wanting to discuss with you. In fact, we might even need this one for its own section. I want to talk to you about. Probably one of the people that have made it big on their own, the ICP. Yeah, and and we've talked about ICP before, and let's just let's let's cut right to the chase. Um, a lot of people catch slack for being juggalos uh, and being fans of ICP. Let me right. go ahead and put you straight to the point. I'm about to make a lot of fans right here. I'm a goddamn juggalo. Okay? I love me some ICP. All right? That's probably because of me. Killer clowns! I do love me some ICP. All right? But, I mean, look, because here's the thing. A lot of people look at it as... See, I just look at it as hardcore ICP fans. Right. Yeah, that's what... that's. But some people look at it as a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, or it's a gang, or, you know... Which is bullshit. It's It's influential to violence. No, it is not. There is a story behind each album that is released. Oh, I know. And I told you that. You know when I found that out, that was when it was like, okay, here we go. Now I got something here, you know. And, like... But my thing is, is people just hate on the ICP in general. Look, I can understand. They might not make the best music all the time. I'll admit some of their hits. I like a lot of their hits. I'll just be honest. I do. But I can tell some of the lyrics are, you know, might not be everyone's taste or, or blah, 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 this. But I just don't see how you can discredit them because, that one, they have their own label. Yep. They do their own records. music. They do their own music festival. They yep. book their own tours and shit like that. Fuck! They put Fago on the map. That's the cheapest shit you could ever find, as far as I country. know, right? Right? Like, like you know, they, they do something different, and then they have their own wrestling promotion. Yep, Juggalo, Juggalo Championship, Championship wrestling. wrestling. Why would I not like these guys? Yeah, and they have been in all three big promotions. Four. They were in uh, WWF because yep. they had the theme song for the oddities. For the oddities. The oddities. Then they came. Then they went to WCW. Yep. They did make appearances in ECW, and then they made uh, an appearance in TNA. TNA. The only thing they're missing now is going and making an appearance in AEW. I would lose my mind. I would. I would love it. <laughs> and see? they made an appearance in Starcast at the first Starcast. They did. So could you see the Dark Order versus uh, the Juggalos? <laughs> the Dark Order versus the Dark Carnival. This shit sells tickets itself, right? <laughs> it would be amazing. But 
Um, it's just okay. So, I, I, I true story. I, I'm coming home from work and I've got my uh, music playing through my my car and I've got it blasting and I'm blasting Assassins. That's now imagine song. pulling up next to this old white woman, and all she hears is uh talking about chopping a bitch up. And shoving it right up, taking her head and shoving it up. Screaming as the demon's body bled. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, all I know is I shoved her head straight up her butt. What? I'm an assassin. And I'm sitting there singing it and I happen to look over and she looks at me with this look of what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I do this. I take my, you know, rock on fingers. Right. And she throws her fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I love uh, JR and King. I swear to God, I'm not going to go into wrestling tyrant, but I just love it. It was at SummerSlam where JR, or I'm sorry, King looks at JR and he goes, he goes, he goes you, you know, tell us what you think of, of the insane clown posse, JR. And he just goes, well, you know, I kind of like him, King. I, I really do. <laughs> Like oh, I just died laughing. You gotta, you gotta think that maybe Jr. sitting there and he's being told to say that's in the headset and be like, I don't think he is. I, I, I think he generally was just like, interesting, interesting. There's, I don't know. There's a but, fat guy and a skinny okay, guy in black listen, and white makeup. <laughs> yeah, I know. But listen, listen. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. You know, like it's just so many people bash on these guys, and I get it. Their lyrics, you, you could say this and that about it. I get that. But to me, it's a gimmick. That's uh, what it First is. of all, uh, you know, they're obviously huge wrestling fans. That's how they got it and stuff like that. But I just, if there's a sense of creativeness there, that it's like, I don't see why people don't see that part. Yeah. And I mean, these guys are cranking out music left and right. I mean, movies too. I've seen Big Money <coughs> Hustlers and that shit is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I laugh my ass off every time I hear Sugar Bear. Da, 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 da. It's a pretty funny movie. I, <laughs> it I, really I is. It. And so, Mick Foley's in it as Cactus Sack. <laughs> Scott Hall's the owl. <laughs> Vince McMahon's in it, too, when uh, Sugar Bear is played by uh, Violent J. Gets up out of the bed and he walks. The, oh, the back yeah, shot, Vince the in, back shot is Vince it. McMahon butt-fucking-dick. <laughs> And you can tell because there's all buff and shit. And I'm of like, course. I'm like, that's Vince's ass. Of course. And of it, course. I, I think it even credits him. <laughs> credits. But I mean, seriously, the the like, 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 what what is your take on the insane clown posse, man? Dude, I mean, if I'm loving their music and I'm loving the content that they're creating, they they now, are you know, very two underrated. Guys that they signed and were like a main staple of psychopathic records. Which is, you know, their record label. Right, right, right. Two guys that were a staple to that are now doing their own label, which is Twisted. Yeah. Jamie Madrox and um, Monoxide. Monoxide, who were in uh, Big Money Hustlers. They were, Uh, but that was when they were all good on terms. Yeah, now they're not. Yeah, they they apparently, there's a lot of beef going on. Yeah. even ICP talks about it in Fearless Fred Fury. That was something I really wanted to ask you. We'll go back to Twisted in a minute. But so when we talked about the creativeness of Insane Clown Posse, uh-huh. I showed you this when we were doing shooting the shit. I showed you um I showed you 
that like the reason I wanted to cover them was because I found out that their first technically is it six or seven records? Yeah, it's it's technically six records. Six records. Tell a story. They tell the story of the dark carnival. Yeah. Or they tell the story of um of the six Joker's, Joker's cars. cars. And I did not know that. And then when I found that out, I was like, okay, well, now I have to listen to this kind of thing. And so, like, each card has its own story. Then there's apparently a second part. And they said it's going to be they're doing six for the first deck, six for the second deck, and then there's going to be a third deck, and it's going to have five. And and it basically goes six, six, five is kind of thing, I guess, is what they said. You know, who knows what's going to happen kind of thing. But, yeah, dude, like, what did you think when I told you that and you looked into that? Well, it kind of blew my mind because originally I didn't know that there was a, a backstory to each of the I didn't albums. either. I thought, I thought it was just the name Which, of albums. You know, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers and, um, you know, Carnival of Carnage. I didn't know The Amazing that, Jekyll Brothers is still my favorite yeah, album. And I never knew that there was a backstory to each Joker's card. I thought it was just a, a gimmick to sell the records. Um, but come to find out, it, there is a lot of thought and a lot of creativeness put into each and every one of these albums that told the story of the Dark Carnival. And as I listened to each album, and, and all the way through, uh, I got that full story, and uh, I have a lot more appreciation for what they've put out there because they actually and, – and we've covered this with a couple of artists who have actually wrote out – uh, their album was a story in amongst itself. Periphery. Periphery. And, you know, it, it blows my mind when an artist gets that level of creativeness. To I know, I love it. It's not just about selling an album. It's about selling a complete idea. And, and, or and a complete, here's the thing. Uh, it is process. random songs. But those random songs have to do with what the card is saying, or right. some of them do, and stuff like that, because you hear them in the song itself. Right, and and sometimes you don't get the full message right away. There's bits and pieces in each song or each segment right. that tells the story, and you have to open your mind and have an understanding. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get about ICP is – you don't just listen to it with a closed mind thinking it's just music. It's never just music. Even when Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J go on a tirade in a song, there's some meaning behind it. Yeah. Hell, when uh, Violent J did a cover of Little Wayne's song, um, and, and it blew my mind that he did six foot, seven foot. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he did a cover of that song. There's an underlying message in it as well. Nice. And um, especially like the part where Shaggy 2 Dup jumps in there and takes over and he just turns and goes, Joey, you got your own fucking album out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Psychopathic but, Records, you know, it, it, it did all that. But then like uh, a bunch of people who were on Psychopathic Records went with Twisted. That were like big mainstays, like Boondocks, Boond- I think his name yeah, Boondocks is. Boondocks was a mainstay with Psychopathic for a while. He is on now. They're called, um, oh, what the hell are they called? They're called um, Magic Ninja Entertainment. And, and that's funny because that was phrase was coined with Psychopathic. Yeah. 
Ninja, um, ninjas. <clears throat> magic, magic, ninja, what? Uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and I haven't had a chance to listen to Twisted. Um, the last song I ever heard from him was We Don't Die. Uh, it was one of my favorite songs. Um, now, I, dude, Twisted is still good. Yeah. It's just that they're in this beef with, you know, ICP, basically. Here's the thing, and, and it's just... That shit happens all the time in music, and, and it, it eventually will wash under the fucking bridge. Yeah. Um, and and they'll, they'll end up either working together, or if they become a subsidiary of Psychopathic, or vice versa. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, but Psychopathic Records is too big now to, to even fathom them going away. Well, you know where I first saw uh, Twisted? I, I And I had never thought to see them live or anything like that, but you know where I first saw them? Mm. It was Warped Tour. Yeah. Which, I is, which was unheard of, because I had never heard of, like, a Juggalo, you know, type band. Well, who would have ever thought that, uh, you know, Tech 9 would have been a Juggalo? Uh, even when we went to the concert in Atlanta, well, he no. said, where's my Juggalos? Well, I, I mean, I mean, that I'm not surprised about, because, he, you know, that's but where that, he that, got that, a lot that of That surprises a lot of people, though, because you, you have fans that listen to Tech 9 because he is literally... Um, amazing, know, amazing. Well, that, but he's also uh, you greatest know, of all time. What? Okay, uh, <laughs> he is <laughs> one of the few people who can rap the way he does. Well, yeah, you know, um, you know, you, you Twister, uh, Twista, not Twister, Twista. Yeah, Twista, Twista, Busta Rhymes, Eminem. He falls in categories like that. Oh, so, obviously, the you real know, lyricist. Yeah, and. You wouldn't expect someone of that caliber to be like, I'm a juggalo. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess, uh, but uh, I don't know. To me, it wasn't a surprise, but uh, I like it. I, and yeah. that's kind of like, when he said that, that's when I kind of got like the idea to listen to ICP again. And it was because I heard like a song from, it wasn't a song by them, but it featured a song with them, and I was just like, holy shit, like, you know, I haven't listened to, like, actually listened to them, and then I was like, I kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, the point of no return. I don't know. I just you think, know you're not an ICP pan, uh, pan, fan when you listen to a song and you're like, I kind of like this. Is this bad? Yeah. ICP fans listen to the music and be like, this is fucking amazing. Hey, yeah. you should listen to but, this. But hey, dude, I love Twisted though as well. Their last few albums, man, they've been amazing. Well, I'm gonna have to check them out. Um, just to, like you know. like they just released a new album called Mad Season, and then they had one in 2009 that was really a breakout album for them, even though they've been in the game for so long. Yeah. It's called Generation Nightmare, and like there's like their song ended up on uh, Octane. The rock station on XM Radio. Wow. That's yeah. saying something. And they do have like uh, a little bit of a rock song on there kind of thing. I guess because they like rock music or, well, you know, I don't know. But they were on tour with Motionless and White. Nah, that's big as well. Damn. How about that, friends? Like when I saw the tour, it was Motionless and White. Uh, damn it. And I can't remember. I, I think it was Ice Nine Kills. It might have been Ice Nine Kills after the burial and then fucking twisted. And I went, what? Yeah. Now, Attila toured with ICP. How about that? That's even crazier. That one, I was really pissed that I did not go to that one. I thought, 
if any perfect time to go see ICP, it would have been that because I'd have seen Attila and then I'd seen ICP. Yeah, so he would have got his rock fix and then jumped into ICP and got even more of a rock and fago fix. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. It was at the masquerade too. Yeah. So that that was right was up his alley, folks. Yeah, it really would, and, and and I really wish I would. Have, well, what do you think though about Twisted doing their own thing, like running Magic Ninja Entertainment? Well, that's I mean, their record label. Here's the thing, and we see it a lot. In, uh, and and just... you know, I showed you that they have a YouTube thing where they stream their YouTube. And I don't think it's up all the time. I think it it randomly comes. I don't know if it like randomly comes in or not, but. Um, I think it's still up there on YouTube. I remember where you they showing just, it to me. But yeah. we were just discussing this with artists uh, separating and doing their own thing uh, from the from their actual uh, parent labels. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just get bigger than the label you're on, and you've got to you know be able to express your own creativity without being uh, suppressed by whoever your bosses are above you. So it might be that they might have gotten to a point to where it's like, okay, we want to do our own thing. Uh, we don't want to do the psychopathic thing anymore. We have our own ideas, our own creativeness. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be all about the hatchet. We want to be about the ninja. What? And, you know, they just had to fly solo. I mean, it sucks that there's. But they took a lot of people with them, though. Like, like they took Blaze, you dead homie. Like I said, uh, well, and that, and that that goes with either they maybe they wanted their own creative freedom, or maybe you know with this whole beef thing, and it sucks. You know, sides get drawn, uh, the lines in the sand. Which way are you going to go to? And you know, there's going to be people going to each side. It, it happens, but you know. Where it comes out of this, and it, and it goes back to uh, a lot of uh, the way things go in the business genres, competition is always healthy, and competition is always good for the consumer. So if you've got psychopathic records and magic ninja records um, going against each other, and the content that's coming out of each of them is top quality, you know, superbness yeah we are the ones who win so it's very true it's like a wrestling war kind of yeah basically yeah ironically. That, uh, and that's what it is you're looking at uh aew versus nxt <laughs> <laughs> interesting uh well you know and and we we talked about tech nine and you know we saw tech nine live man. i still have videos of that concert was that Same. not one of the best concerts though that, that that you've ever been to? Like his performance, his was performance was believable. Uh, it was one of the best performances I've ever seen. I like the fact that he had the dual screens, uh, and he had the the you know the good version of him and the bad version of him. And you know he starts off just as normal tech, and then he he leaves. But he still thing. had it on the. He sides. still had them on the sides, and they were rapping and they were going along with the songs too. Um, word for word, lyric for lyric, and then he walks off the stage, and then one of them disappears, and he comes out uh, in that garb, and it was like, holy shit, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. And then and then he goes to the other one, and all of a sudden there's big booty bitches dancing on the screen, and I'm just like, I love this. <laughs> oh, but I the, know. But, but the the energy, the passion, uh, the drive, not only from the the you know the crowd that was there, but from tech. From uh, everybody on the stage, good God, from the time we got there to the time we left, there was nothing but an energy ride. 
It was just, you can feel it, you can smell it, you can, it was everywhere. You could not, and I mean could not have told me going to a Tech 9 concert that I would have walked in there and I would have been fully energized from start to the finish and just into everything going on. Right. You know, and I've, I've never seen Tech 9. I, and I just got turned on to Tech 9, not even a month before that concert. And I was really pissed off whenever this uh, concert that came up recently got canceled. Yeah, I, I, I was, was mad. pissed about that too because uh, that just kind of came out of the blue. Yeah, uh, and I really wanted to go. I was looking forward to it. I had the day off. Had the I plans, had already bought the tickets. Boom, it was it was all set and, and ready to go, and concerts canceled. Maybe he knew about COVID nineteen before we did. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it, it was it was the year before that. I know. I'm just saying it was a joke. And he's got another new album out called Interfere. Yeah, I mean, he puts out a lot. He of puts albums. music out like crazy. Well, I guess that's what happened when you own your own label. Yeah, and you ain't got nothing but strange time music. music. <laughs> <laughs> and it, dude, Chris Calico as well. Chris Calico is awesome. Uh, especially on, um, I, I like his lyrics on, on Why do you think these PTSD. guys are not bigger than what, what, than what they are? I don't think they want to get as bigger as what they are. Because if they do get that big, then all of a sudden you're policed by everything and everybody. Maybe, I, I guess so, which I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter because I mean, they tour and they still make money, they obviously. They tour, they make money off of the music, off the tours, off the merch. They make money off of everything. Yeah. I mean, if you sell... And Tech has even said it, he's like, he's like, I've done like collaborations with like everybody. Yeah, he, you know? he did a collab with Eminem. With the doors. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, how much higher can you go? What do you think is his best album, in your opinion? I could probably give you mine, but, like, what are your top five uh, Tech 9 albums? Well, I mean, I don't really have uh, top five albums. I, I, I love everything Tech 9 puts out. I mean, so do um, I, but, but if you had to add... I really couldn't. I couldn't put into perspective what would be a top album and what wouldn't. It's very true. Um, he has a lot. I could tell you mine. Okay. I could tell you uh, K.O.D. Yeah, that's one of my top. Angelic. Angelic. Uh, I've or listened Angelic. to. I, I've listened to Angelic a lot more uh, than I I can you know honestly admit. Um, especially. Uh, Einstein was one of my favorite songs Einstein, off of Angelic. Tech Nine. That was actually the first song I ever listened to, and I always go back to that song because it it fits the mold of the early two thousands rap. And he even said that two thousand style is what he said in the song. Yeah. And then as soon as he gets it, if you got scratched, get the fuck up. Throw your hands up if you hella fucked up. What? No, nothing, nothing. I just busted uh, out in a rap. Einstein, uh, no. Tech 9, 2, triple zip. I don't uh, know. It was great. Yeah, I love, I love uh, Tech. Um, I love Tech. Have you heard the KC Mo anthem? Uh, when KC the Kansas City team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that one, too. I, I, even I, though it's just uh, a straight acapella. Yeah. And it's Chris Callahan uh, 
doing the beatboxing. Calico, Callahan, uh, whatever. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Chris Calico. Um, um, I would also have awesome. to put special effects on that one, too, because that was the one that he had, like, he had T. He had Corey Taylor. Yeah. And then, like, they basically did a Slipknot song. I was like, this is awesome. And then, like, he had Two Chains. He had. Little Wayne on that. He had. He like, had anybody a, and everybody you can think of on a that. A bunch album. of people. I there's okay. Here's an even better one. What are your top ICP albums? That one's that one's a good one. That one you should be well, able. to Of course, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers is going to be at the top of the list. I would have to agree with that. You that know, would have uh, to be my Carnival of Carnage. Uh, just follows shortly after that. Let me see. Here. Um. Shit, I don't even remember the name. <laughs> Carnival of Carnage, you, you would say, follows after that? Not too far behind. How um, about uh, The Riddle Box? The Riddle Box? I love The Riddle Box. Um, more for the story than uh, the actual... Some yeah. of the actual songs. Yeah. How about The Great Malenko? Great Malenko. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> honestly, you know, the six Jokers uh, albums were great. Right. Um, well, what about the, the other six the that, that, that they're currently doing? See, here's the thing is I haven't really had a chance to listen to all of them yet. And, and I'm going to have every motherfucking Juggalo on the face of the planet coming at me like, you said you're a Juggalo and haven't listened to ICP's albums. I know. It's, I've actually listened to them. Ben rough to catch on and listen to this stuff. Um, especially when I'm working all the fucking time. Uh, and I'm not allowed to have music, which really sucks. Um, you imagine listening to fucking 80s music all day long and tell me if you ain't gonna rip somebody's throat out. Uh, you can only listen to Take On Me so many fucking times. <laughs> or, or they switch it over to pop and all of a sudden I'm listening to um, uh, what you call it? Uh, fuck, what's that dude's name? Damn, I can't remember his name, but it sounds just like Take On Me. Um, oh, hold on, I'll pull his name up. Cause what? I, uh, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. The Weeknd. Oh, The Weeknd. Uh, Blinding Lights. Oh. That song gets played. I, I love the song, don't get me wrong, but on pop radio, that shit gets played more times I than... pop radio. Yeah, they play the same song every 15 minutes. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It gets played more than Super Mario got played back in the 80s. Um, well, so, well, so, so you have not listened to a lot of ICP yet. Not so none of the new stuff, so no. I definitely need to listen to Fearless Fred Fury. They came back. I listened to part of. Fearless Fred Fury. I didn't get to finish it all. Um, and we were doing that during the time of shooting the shit. And we were going to review it. And uh, that's when everything changed and we went to SWN. Right. Um, so I actually uh, switched gears and stopped listening to it for a minute. Uh, and uh, traded it in for my wrestling trunks. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, but... You know, I've got to get back to listen to it, but the the original six Jokers cards, um, all six of those albums, man, uh, I love them all. I, I and it's just like you know, I can't, I don't want to label them. 
number one through six? Which one's the best? Which one's the worst? I feel you. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even like doing that. But, you know, like, okay, dude, like, you know, Slipknot even. Um, first of all, the new Slipknot album is amazing. We Are Not Your Kind. That was yeah, great. Yeah, well, and even on that one, you're going to hate me. And so is a lot of people. I haven't really got a chance to listen to a lot of Slipknot lately. Dear Lord. I have fallen out of listening to... The um, greatest album, though, in my opinion, out of... Like any metal album, out of any album in general, is Iowa. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you on that. And now I'm getting a text message. Why? I don't care. Leave me be. But I mean, I've I've fallen out of listening to mainstream media, and I just got a text message from somebody saying that maybe I should start listening to more music. Um, <laughs> it was from for Katie real? Pe- yeah, it was from Katy Perry. Uh, <laughs> but. I do need to oh, listen to more oh, mainstream oh, music. I need I need to listen to more of the up to date uh, albums and catch myself up, so that way I don't run into this problem like I did with Tiger King. I'm still not gonna fucking watch that show. I'm not either. Uh, but I, I'm never gonna date a, um, a Karen. Okay, so that's good. That. <laughs> uh, okay, so you know we we've ran through music, we've ran through all that, and. Uh, we're, we're coming to the tail end of the, the show because if we keep going on, just like you said in your commercial uh, for your new podcast, uh, this is going too fucking long. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead and let you plug that new podcast right here, right now. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Stovall does have an announcement to make about a new podcast coming on TMB Studios. And he will let you know all about it right now. So, Mr. Well, Stovall. Well, uh, in addition to the one that I already have, which is the Stovall Wrestling Network, obviously, where I talk about uh, pro wrestling and everything like that, uh, I will be having a brand new podcast, and it is going to be all about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, you heard that right, folks. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The and, Power Rangers. And before you go into uh, stepping back, looking at your monitor, or staring at your phone, or however you're listening, looking at the radio inside of your car, talking about some, what the fuck, did he say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Uh, yeah, I am yes, going to go is. ahead and let you know, just like we were talking about with ICP, uh, there is a lot of underlying lore in the Power Rangers saga that will drag you in and you you, you kind of get fixated on it. Yes. And you never would have thought about that from a show that started as an Americanization of Super Sentai, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure you will cover on that. Oh, um, we are. But, yes, just like... Stovall here. I'm a fan of the Power Rangers, and I cannot wait for this show because there is so much inside of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers sagas. And don't get and, 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 and don't get me wrong, folks. When I say the Power Rangers podcast, I don't just mean to where Tommy and them stop being Power Rangers. I'm talking. We're going to the now Power Rangers. Yeah. We're going to go through every single Power Rangers 
until I just don't want to do the podcast anymore, pretty much. <laughs> or, he gives, right? or he sells the rights to somebody I mean, else. I mean, we're going through Lightspeed Rescue, Lost Galaxy, In Space, Turbo, uh, fucking Wild Force, Time Zio. Force, Zeo, Samurai, Ninja Storm, uh, what else is it? Mystic Force. Mystic Force. Uh, there's a lot of them, guys. SPD, and all of I'm going through Overdrive, all of them. We're talking every single Power Rangers. We're going to talk about it all. Why? Because I fucking want to. Yep. <laughs> he, he's going to have a co-host on the show, and it's not me. No, you, you it is not. You don't have to listen not. to my voice that much Thank anymore. God, it might actually get ratings. Oh, he hit that one hard. <laughs> Ouch. But, yes, he will have a, a co-host. It stings if it's true. Oh. The views and reflections of guests on the Chris Dickens experience. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. But for real, though, no, Chris will not be uh, on the – he will make a guest appearance on from time to time, yep. though, uh, in the near future. But no, it's going to be me and the ace of the superhero homies. He is Mr. Quentin uh, Ficklin. I always have trouble with his last name, but – it's Mr. Quentin Ficklin, and he will be joining me. He is part of the Superhero Homies podcast, so yes. if you want something uh, with superheroes and stuff, check that out as well. But he will be joining me to talk all about the Power Rangers, and I'm talking from episode one to episode now. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. So uh, that will be coming soon. Uh, you will be able to catch the uh, advertisement for that on TMB Studios. It will also be... On yeah, we've already got the Spotify page up yeah, now. Yeah, we've got it all set up, ready to rock. You can go on to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio soon. You'll be able to subscribe to the podcast, and you'll be able to get your Power Rangers fix. It will be uh, airing soon on TMB Studios. You'll be able to catch it just like you're able to catch SWN, the Chris Dickens Experience, the Shootout, WLW. Uh, whatever your favorite podcast is with TMB Studios, uh, you'll be able to catch it right here. Uh, you'll be able to subscribe to it, and you'll get all the latest episodes and updates uh, from that. And, uh, yes, it's going to be great. And, yes, I will be making sporadic appearances when I'm called upon uh, to talk some mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, but we are not talking about Power Rangers right now. Uh, we are at the tail end of the Chris Dickens experience, the episode with Mr. Caleb Stovall, mm -hmm. who I do greatly appreciate being on the show. And it was a, a, a hell of a show. Hey, Talking thanks. about music. It felt like old times. I know, man. It, dude, like, it felt like shooting the shit. Yeah, a so. Little bit. Like, uh, it, it was great. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, yeah. Anytime you want to come back on, feel free to ask, and we'll go ahead and kick it in the high gear. Uh, we will be back with another episode of CDE, uh, hopefully within the next week or so. Uh, I've got a couple more guests lined up, and a, they've got some questions they're going to throw at me, and uh, hopefully they'll be just as good as Mr. Stovall here, but I don't know how well that's going to be because <laughs> it always ends up going to wrestling. This one didn't. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, there were little segues into it, but we swerved back to the subject matter at hand. Swerve. So, <laughs> Swerve, bro. <laughs> God damn it. No, just kidding. Um, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. It's a 20 degrees access around the moon. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> oh, man. Um, but on a serious note, and yeah. I, I want to take this opportunity um, to, to make this statement. 
and and you got the chance to make this statement with SWN. I'm going to take the opportunity right here at the uh, tail end. We've had a lot of fun on here, but uh, on a serious note, uh, with everything going on in the world, we've talked about COVID-19 pandemic on here, um, but uh, the one thing going on right now uh, that is serious, and I've got to put my uh, statement out on this. Um, we've got a lot going on in the world right now, and, and not just here at home, in the world, uh, with the, the protests going on and, and everything that we're, we're seeing on the news. I want to go ahead and put it out here for everyone to hear. I firmly stand and and support every person of color when they stand up against this racial hatred that has been going on for far too long. Black lives do matter. Uh, and I completely agree with that statement. Uh, there's a lot of people who make the statement all lives matter. And, and there are uh, several, and, and I'll be very cliche if I, if I go into it, but there are several celebrities, several individuals, several influential people who have made the statement that that can't be true if black lives don't. And I completely agree with that statement. Um, I had an incident recently. It was a misunderstanding, but it still hurt to the core uh, that someone I called a friend uh, called me racist because they misunderstood something that I had said. I have never in my life ever hated on anyone of any race, any color, gender, religion anything and I, I provide opportunity for anybody and everybody always have always will and with everything going on every time I see somebody on the news uh, with the police officers assaulting individuals in the streets, um, with, with just racial profiling, you name it, it hurts. And I just want everybody to know, myself, uh, Caleb Stovall, all of us, TMB Studios, we're with you. We stand with you. We want equality. We want change. And it's not going to happen until we realize that black lives matter. So just, just know we may not be out there in the protest. We may not be in the streets with everybody, but we're standing with you. We are with you, 100%. And we will continue this message as long as we need to through the means that we have. Right here through our podcast, uh, through our social medias, through whatever means necessary to make the statement and to bring the change that is required. You guys will not be able to do it by yourselves.
you need support from people like me, from people like Caleb Stovall, uh, from you know people like Bill Blanchard, Jay Garganis, um, even uh, Quentin Ficklin, uh, James Caleb Kitchens. You know these people who have the ability to influence, to have the ability to put the message out through the social media, through the airwaves, if you will. And we will continue to do that until the change is brought forth. So just know, while you stand with your fist in the air, screaming Black Lives Matter, we're right here with you, our fist in the air, screaming the same message. We want the change. We want equality. And it's not going to happen until black lives do matter. And on that somber note, uh, let's bring it back to closing things out. Uh, like I said, next time we'll have another guest. Everything will be, you know, we'll have more fun. Uh, and, and we'll keep doing what we're doing right here on CDE, the Chris Dickens Experience, and on TMB Studios. For Caleb Stovall, I'm Chris Dickens. Thank you very much, folks. Have a great night, and uh, God bless.